0: I'd rather somebody tell me exactly what the situation is, even if I don't necessarily want to hear it. You know, if you have an issue and you don't deal with it, it's going to manifest and explode. So you might as well deal with it, small steps. I can't underestimate how important it is to go really, really slowly.
1: All right, welcome to In Full Effect, uh, episode 12. Today is a very special episode. We have Connor Kelly here. Welcome on the podcast. I am. Huh? Connor is actually um, one of the guys that pushed me into finally launching the podcast. So thank you for that. No worries. Uh, Connor has his own podcast called Comeback, the Comeback Podcast. He does a million episodes every week. <laughs> uh, how he does it, I have no clue, but. Definitely go check him out and we'll talk more about it. Yeah, thank uh, I'm you. I'm super excited for this one. Thank you for coming on. Yeah, it's looking good. How are you today?
0: I'm pretty good, pretty good. It's still roasting in Saigon, which I'm still not used to with the British weather. I might need a trim soon, but except for that, everything's fine. <laughs> uh, nothing to complain about. Oh
1: well good that we have you before the trim then. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah, it's crazy lately. Over 35, 40 degrees every day, burning. Uh, today we're at uh,
0: Union Jacks,
1: yeah. one of your favorite spots, so that's why we're here. A bit noisy maybe, so sorry for that. But let's get into it. So in short, what do you do? Who are you? Where are you from?
0: Uh, I'm Connor. I'm from the UK, hence why I chose this location. And I do podcasts primarily. I also teach, but my side pursuit passion project is podcasting. I did journalism when I was at university, so I've always had that intuition background, shall we say, of Interviewing people, finding out the stories, what they do, why they do it, etc. And so in January 2021, I launched the Comeback podcast, which was previously a blog for about three months, and then I finally took it to the podcast medium, and that's basically all I've been doing ever since.
1: Yeah, so he literally posts three to four episodes a week. Yeah, roughly. Uh, It's only audio though. Only audio, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I've done as well, one, this was... November. I think we spoke. Yeah, just yeah. before this launched, yeah, um, and that was kind of the push to like, okay, why not just do it? Yeah, it's not gonna be perfect. Let's just go go with it. So comeback. Why comeback? Uh,
0: initially, it was because I was trying to tie my own name into the story, and I was thinking, how do I do it without a cheesy title like Connor's story or Connor's chats? I, I didn't want to include my name, but I wanted some kind of link, and my initials Connor Kelly, C K, are in comeback. And due to personal experience and a lot of the topics I'm interested in, coming back from a setback is pretty important. So I thought, why not tie it in nicely? Call it comeback, and then capitalize the initials to put my personal stamp on it. That was the whole process.
1: Nice. Um, so in all the episodes, you talk to people, and basically it is their story about how they came back from adversity and things like that. So I wanna, in short, know what your comeback is. Yeah, sure. So.
0: Uh, with this whole mental health movement currently, the last seven or eight years, I wish this took place sooner because I would have saved a lot of time and energy working out what the fuck was wrong with me when I had no idea. So I only really understood the concepts of, say, anxiety, depression when I was 18. And when I realized that these are real things and I looked into the symptoms, a lot of things made sense. I ticked a lot of boxes and thought, yeah, okay, that wa- that's what was wrong. That's what was wrong. And I realized that I had to make some changes. And with doing that, you have to put the mirror on yourself and make some uncomfortable changes based on uncomfortable truths about yourself that you would rather blame somebody else for. And upon realizing that I had a lot to fix, I had to go on this journey, um, one that I've been on for the last seven years, and I don't think will ever end of, perhaps, I'm not in a cheesy way, self-discovery, how you overcome setbacks, uh, the best tools to deal with it, certain techniques, who to speak to, what to do, what not to do, people to take advice from, people to avoid, Etc. So that's ultimately where it was. Uh, it was 1920. I was, I used the phrase a bit of a dosser, where I would just have no clue what to do. I'd sleep in a lot of the time. I wouldn't eat particularly well. I wasn't taking care of myself. And upon Vietnam, really, and meeting people from everywhere, I thought there has to be a comeback in this. Whenever I'm facing a setback, it sounds so much better if you get the comeback story out of it and you actually turn what could be a tragedy into a triumph. So that's why I tried to take that spin and make my own personal comeback.
1: Mm. Yeah, it's very interesting. Like, uh, similar to this podcast, I want to learn out of experience. And why not, like, pile up all the experience together by talking to different people, right? And then learn from that. And that's exactly what you're doing as well, right? Yeah,
0: precisely. As many different people from as different backgrounds as possible in Saigon, where there's, you can meet, for example, someone from Belgium, someone from France, Spain, Switzerland, America. All in one bubble. So it's great to get the multicultures.
1: Yeah, Saigon is definitely a great country for that, or city for that. Vietnam is very diverse, uh, oddly enough, uh, for Southeast Asia. Moving on to more of the topics of this podcast, what are your personal goals and aspirations in life?
0: Uh, in life?
1: That's a good question.
0: Um, <laughs> there are amongst a few areas. I think fundamentally my health has to be up there. Both physical and mental, I have to be on top of my game. And so I have a set of techniques in place that I use to keep that so I want to be physically and mentally healthy I want to be challenged, but in a good sense where it's not too difficult But it still keeps me on my toes and I think podcasting is a very good medium for that because I think I've explained before I class myself as fairly introverted not the typical style Misconception of introverts where we just like reading books and locking ourselves away but speaking to people from different backgrounds definitely has a bit of a challenge for me and I relish it. So I have to be challenged. I also have to be creative. I have to be interacting with people and making their experiences or what I see. And this can relate to any kind of topic. I'm putting it into my own spin, like a podcast. Uh, I need to learn things. I'm very curious. I'm very inquisitive. I want to know as much as possible. I need to be learning at all times. And I want to be doing something fundamentally that I enjoy because I can be productive and Efficient when I like what I'm doing, but if I'm not I'm the biggest dosser possible I genuinely have no interest and that will manifest and it's quite obvious that I don't care So I have to go for the first one and as long as I'm creative Fulfilled challenged learning enjoying what I'm doing. I'm happy. So there's a few variables there to tie in But as long as that happens, I'm okay.
1: That's great So there's not really like a, a point in time or a point in your journey where you are like, okay I reached my goal now. It's more a constant state of of feeling fulfilled, being yeah. busy. Uh, I agree, the podcast is definitely an amazing medium to do so. Yeah, for There's sure. N- it's never ending, basically. Yeah. That's great. So how does that tie in with what your full potential could be?
0: Uh, I think my full potential is going to take me a while to discover. I feel like I'm 24 now, 25 in August, and yeah, there's a long time to go. My full potential, I don't even think I know what it is yet. I feel like I only have scratched the surface. From the work I've been doing the last few years related to self-development and more, I recognize that most people I meet, and I feel like, I will say this, I know it's a broad statement, all humans could do more. We are capable of more than we believe. I look back at moments in my life where I used to struggle to get on a train due to anxiety from Manchester to Sheffield, which is a one hour drive, uh, one hour train journey, sorry. And then thought, there's no chance I could get a flight to the other side of the world and start a new life and meet loads of different people, and I did it. I didn't think I could teach, and I did it. I didn't think I could achieve other certain things, and I did it. And it makes me think, there's a lot more that I don't quite know yet. So even now, when I think of something that I would find challenging, and my instinct would say, oh, maybe not but now I will flip that and reframe it to, how good would it be if I did? Now I do have to want to actually achieve that, hence what will give me the intrinsic motivation to do so, but it definitely gives me some food for thought. So I think, uh, in answer to your question, my full potential is yet to be explored fully, but I think it can be right up there. Whether this be in the creative space or physical and mental health, or having some kind of impact or contribution to those around me, either in a local community or close friends and family, I think it can be quite vast. And I think I can genuinely make quite a profound impact in the next few years for good. And that's what I'm hoping to do, sir.
1: That's great. So how I see it from your story is that in the end, you only know what you know, right? And that's that's what you think is your potential or your capabilities. But stepping into that world of discovering more, you actually realize, yes, I don't know what, what my full potential might be. But I know because every time I make a step, there's something more. So knowing that you go step by step, there's you, you know you always be doing more. Absolutely. And it's also key
0: to know that you are enough. So regardless of what you quote unquote achieve extrinsically, you are still enough. And that keeps me grounded where I used to think knowing that would... Uh, Dehabilitate my ambition to the point where I wouldn't try anything, but it actually does it makes you do things for the right reason Mm -hmm. Because you know that you'll find whatever you do But what you want to achieve is it actually for example Going to serve you rather than to impress somebody else or gives you a false sense of security like chasing a million Then you get it and realize oh, that didn't help my confidence anything like that So it's about really knowing why you do it and just going for it
1: Sustainability. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. So what do you do then day by day? to discover your full potential or to to get there?
0: Uh, I go back to a quote or a section of a book that I love called The Four Agreements. And the fourth agreement is always do your best, which is very simple, but when I really reflected on it, and the author goes into a lot better detail than the description I will give you, but it is your best will differ from day to day, from sober to drunk, from tired to energetic, from happy to sad whatever mm. and i always think okay this particular day for example let's go back to the early podcasts i listen back now and i think oh i could have done much better but on that day january thirteenth, 2021 that was the best i could offer so i'm very content with that so what i do on the day by day basis now is that i realize is this my best is this the very best i can offer right now mm. and if it is and i'm satisfied with the uh, the answer and I do look at myself honestly as well, where I'll say, is this actually my best? And I'll question that. Where if I say yes, i think, really, can you do more? And I'll do that two or three times to make sure that I really am going to my full potential. If the answer is yes, I'm satisfied. Uh, I got asked recently, do I ever lose sleep about the podcast? No. I feel genuinely very comfortable with what I do. I'll make the small steps where, for example, I'll think of an unorthodox idea maybe for the show. Uh, a new thing I have is asking a guest at the end, is there a question that I've not asked that they would like me to, or they wish I had, because then you see more of the guest personality that came to me. Uh, I've trialed a co-host. I've asked more questions related to their background than I did previously. I'll always try a marginal gain to make the podcast better. So day by day, I really focus on the small things and going back to the old adage, always do your best. As long as that happens. I'm happy.
1: Yeah. yeah. For me as well. It's definitely not the big changes that make the difference. It's the, the the sustainable, step-by-step, consistent steps you yeah. take that bring you into the right direction.
0: Yeah, I have a poster on my wall, which is a bit cheesy, but it's small daily incremental changes yield astonishing results. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Effective.
1: So what does success mean to you then?
0: It's a good question. And to me, I think it's in line with the values that I hold daily. So with that, I'd say the things that I look to to define my values and know that I'm on the right path are, this word sounds cheesy, but to love. And when I say to love, I don't mean as in a romantic context or anything corny, I mean to love what you're doing. So I do love what I'm doing with the podcast. Uh, Going back to the things I mentioned, to be challenged in a healthy way, to be always going slightly towards your potential, growing, but also not feeling frustrated. I think I'm on that very nice surface right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it is a balancing act. Uh, To be creative, to learn things, To move, I think. I think to move is also one where always move in a different direction. Once I'm static, then I have time to think and then I will overthink. And that's not a very good recipe. So to move, to love, to learn, to be creative and to be challenged in a healthy way, that's success to me. So if you can find something to tie in with that, if I can for myself, then I'm happy.
1: That's great. So is this podcast like what you're calling us or what do you think... Is your yeah your calling in life? What 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 drives you?
0: Yeah, uh, calling in life. I usually hate that question, but I like it in this sense because I used to think do you have one specific calling? I feel like every decade you might have different ones. I've only lived. 20. Decade
1: is already like a big span yeah exactly of time.
0: yeah yeah. I'm only I'm only 24, so yeah. The answer I give you now might be very different when I'm 34, but we'll see. At 24, as I, I sit here now, I can say that I think it is. Because it ties in with my natural curiosity, willingness to learn, willingness to be creative, uh, ability to go and meet new people and challenge myself. It ties in in all those areas. And are you familiar with the Japanese concept of Ikigai? Heard of it. Heard of it. It is something you are good at, something that helps people, something that you can be paid for, and something that the world needs, I believe. Well, there's one more I'm missing, maybe. And then the, the, when it comes together, yeah, is when it comes, come, yeah. yeah, when it comes together, that's your Ricky guy. And I believe I'm fairly close on that spectrum when we're talking that's about comeback here. So yeah, right now I'd say it's my current calling. I've not only to do with say growing as an interviewer, I've improved in so many other areas of my life. As a result, I've made more friends. I've made better friends, which is the key. I've made more meaningful connections. I've lost. I wouldn't say lost. Actually, I've gone away from influences that I wouldn't want to be a part of. I've improved physically, I've improved mentally, I've, I'm have i always challenged. The people I interview help me in other areas where, for example, I'll have a conversation with someone like yourself, Milan, and then two days later I'll think, they said this. Maybe I can try this out, for example, and just always experiment and always try to grow. So I'd say right now it's my calling and we'll see how it develops, but I'm not planning on stopping anytime soon.
1: That's great. So going back to like, you made better friends and things like that, you moved away from certain influences. What exact aspect is that of talking to for your podcast, right? Is that like they ex- exactly say this is bad, this is good? Or is it you start to see the nuances between people? You experience what are the actual nuances because something for you might be this is great, but for the other person, it's like, why, why are you doing this? This is bad. Right. Yeah, yeah. You kind of uh, it's, it's very yeah. difficult to explain. No, I know, I know what you mean.
0: Yeah. And I think I have got that where I've almost accepted that everybody is the way they are. And that's fine. Where, mm-hmm. for example, somebody might genuinely feel either terrified or repulsed by the idea of featuring on a podcast that might not even be in their realm of consciousness. Mm-hmm. They might think, why on earth would you do a podcast? absolutely fine I've taken the opposite effect where I can't really get enough of podcasting so I'm really quite yeah quite flexible in that regard where I'll appreciate people's interests and when I bring people on I deliberately bring on people who I've got nothing in common with completely different background different age different set of ideals different experiences Mm -hmm. I'll think yeah bring you on because you might give me something that I'm missing there might be an aha moment and I love that moment where you get some kind of dopamine you think ah, yeah This is something I haven't discovered. So I'd say that. And also with nuances, yeah, I've kind of realized everyone is the way they are as a result of their conditioning, their environment, what they were told, their subconscious influences. And not to take it personally, just really accept that people are who they are and work out certain traits that you would like to take from your guests or the people you speak to, perhaps outside of the podcast realm, your friends, your family, and apply them. And work out what doesn't suit you. And it doesn't have to be that bad, quote unquote, like stay away from them. No, just if there are certain aspects like negative self-talk or blaming other people that you don't want to be a part of, I try and avoid it based on what I've seen. So, yeah, yeah. I'd say so.
1: So that actually ties into my next question of what are your core values? Because as you explain, it's like I value this and you might be family or friends. Yeah. But it doesn't matter. You have to cut them out because they're not valuing the same things as you do yeah what are your core values why you go what do you go by in life what do i go by um i go
0: by communication i'd rather somebody tell me exactly what the situation is even if i don't necessarily want to hear it and when i was younger i think when i was a bit more sensitive i would rather the sugar-coated answer now i would rather like for example just tell me the truth if you don't want to be my friend if you don't want to speak to me just tell me uh, it saves so much ambiguity, yeah. and I try and be Energy, more Energy, like time, exactly. Just... Yeah, yeah. Just coming out with it and having the hard conversations. The benefit of doing this podcast is I have more deep, profound, meaningful conversations, which makes the hard ones easier. So I've done it, and I find it so liberating and effective when you have a hard conversation with somebody, and you're still friends afterwards, or you can mm-hmm. still have a positive rapport, even though you've had a conversation that you didn't really want to have. I think I read a quote somewhere. A a disagreement between you and a toxic person will cause a fight. A disagreement with you and somebody in the middle of toxic and conscious will cause an argument. A disagreement between a highly conscious person will be a conversation seeking understanding. And I love those conversations that seek understanding because inevitably in the world, you will meet people who think differently to you. And who's right and who's wrong, often it's hard
1: to say. It's very subjective. You know what I mean? Yeah,
0: to use these terms, right, wrong. It's why I don't really enjoy this current cancel culture, lefty, right, mob-like mentality. It it really doesn't suit me, and it doesn't sit with me at all. Hence why I try to now, yeah, find the nuance, find the balances. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, and so with my values, I've not really answered your question. It's communication. (laughs) It's creativity. It's... I think love. Now that does sound cheesy and I don't mean it as if like going around telling everyone you love them and hugging and etc. You
1: you keep saying this is cheesy but again that's an opinion of someone. Mm. But if that's a value of yours why would it be cheesy? That If you go by.
0: Yeah it is. I feel like the word sometimes gets misconstrued. Perhaps in popular media. You
1: you talked to uh, Geneva. I did yeah. Her core value was love as well. Yeah. And it's not cheesy at all because that's what is most important to her, her family, her friends, mm. things like that. Same for you. Yeah. So it's not cheesy at all.
0: I know what you mean. I think the we, the reason why I use the word cheesy in relation to love is because of, say, the connotation. Wherever you say to love, it yeah. can be very easy to say live, love, laugh, or to, for example, the word what is when you are in love with someone, what does that mean?
1: But that's why we're here on the podcast, trying to dig deeper to yeah. why you say yeah, love. Yeah. And that that's why we're open communicating yeah. about this. True, yeah, and I figuring love, this out.
0: I think love to me is quite high because I love a lot of things, and I love literally cups of tea, doing podcasts, not romantically, just purely for the sheer love and gratitude appreciation for the thing. So, so that's perhaps why perhaps passion. Passion, yeah, good word. Yeah, passion is definitely high on mine. I can be very passionate. Yeah, as you might be able to tell.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's great. That's, yeah, that's yeah, it's why great. I, that's one of the reasons I wanted to get you on. I know yeah. I love. Digging into people that are passionate about a certain thing and really trying to figure out why they're passionate about it. Yeah, for you sure. Know? Yeah. So cool. So we have communication, we have love or passion. Um, what Creativity. else? Creativity. Creativity. Yeah. Anything else? Uh, I'd say
0: honesty. Well, that links to what we were talking earlier with communication. Yeah. yeah. Uh, learning, knowledge, seeking. Curiosity. Yeah, yeah curiosity. Yeah, definitely understanding. They're probably the main ones, to be honest. When I think of all the major decisions that I've got right in my life and how I tried to make the major decisions, it's often bound by them. And the things that I really get set on fire by are
1: those. That's great. So a little bit tying back to a previous question. Right now, your calling is podcasting. Right now, yeah. But let's say in 10 years or so, or whenever in your life, what would be your ideal lifestyle? A very good question.
0: I would like to do something to do with writing. The reason is I studied journalism purely because I was a bit lost at 17. I thought I want something where you can write. I was very good at English, other subjects not so much, to work the point where I thought, right, I need to do something related to writing, and journalism came up. And I think I like having this audio type format to share what I know and what I learn, but I would like to transfer that onto the page. So I feel like that would be useful. And also once that's on the page, it's there for history. I can show my children, yeah. my grandchildren. Do you mean where I want to be in terms of all areas?
1: Whatever. Like whatever. In whatever time in your life, what would be your ideal lifestyle? So what would you be doing? Mm. Where would you be?
0: Yeah, okay. Uh, I think from tying into the values, we'll put movement into this. I like moving around. I like experiencing new things. I like challenging my perspective. It's why I moved to Vietnam. It's why I will move somewhere else after Vietnam, hopefully. I don't know exactly when or where, but... It's too good
1: here. (laughs) Yeah, it's
0: pretty amazing. And I feel like I've been here since January 2020 and haven't left due to the obvious. However, once I leave, I feel like I will really appreciate Vietnam, just even for a holiday, even if I go to Australia for two weeks and come back, I will really appreciate you. I think I
1: already have that just by thinking about that. Like, oh, if I go, I'm going to miss this place. Like, I can't leave. (laughs) No, I really
0: can't. So I am thinking of moving uh, in terms of, like, my lifestyle. So let's say in the next 10 years, I would have liked to have moved. I will like to tie the love aspect back in, and I I would like to have a family. So when we're saying 34, 10 years, ideally, I would have a family because I feel like that's where I can really build... I, don't, I can't think of a better phrase than my empire. I mean, like my personal empire. Legacy. legacy there we go. That's a much better phrase. I want to build my legacy.
1: <laughs> Colors empire. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Little children, yeah. Call my first son empire. <laughs> Just <But yeah>. that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll call it my legacy, yeah. I think it couldn't be a better place to start with, say, family and friends. So, yeah, I'd have a family. I would be challenged but creative in my work, whether this be related to writing or podcasting. I hope I'm still doing something within this realm in 10 years. Now, I don't know how the world's gonna change in that time, but I think something to do with interviews, whether it be for blogs, for podcasts, whether I write books, whether I do anything related to this, maybe public speaking, I don't know. But something related to creativity and curiosity, definitely for the next 10 years. How are you with public speaking? Getting better, Yeah. getting better, yeah. Initially, pretty poor, to be honest with you, like most people are, but I've realized when I stop thinking about the audience, I'm actually fine.
1: When you public speak, is that about a topic that moves you or is it usually for other reasons? I've
0: realized public speaking can actually be brought into teaching. So I teach and technically I'm public speaking in front of 50 st- students every day. I mean you can make links you stand in front of the stage and people look at you and they listen to your words and they do what you say To it Usually uh, I used to because of anxiety think I could never teach because uh, I don't know if you've experienced anxiety but 50 people looking at you, isn't the greatest thing for that? And um, that happens every day here, and I'm used to it. Yeah. So I realized if I transfer but that I to I bet people, your
1: first time wasn't great. Oh, no, no, no.
0: It actually went fine uh, after the first five minutes. Yeah. I remember turning to the board and went, oh, fuck, yeah. fuck. Then just turned around, put on like the game face, and it was fine. Yeah. So, yeah, but I definitely like don't get the nerves that I used to. It's very it's second nature. I go into front of a class, I teach the students, simple. Yeah. Well, not simple, but you know what I mean. I'm so- more
1: used to it. If you would do public speaking about topics you would Mm. be passionate about, whatever you learn from your podcast and stuff like that, is that something you want to do?
0: Yeah, I'd say so. I'd say so, yeah. Um, What I would have to do is really make sure that I'm comfortable discussing it and making sure that I also apply it. Where if I was to do public speaking about, say, finding work-life balance, I don't think right now I'd be comfortable doing that because I think I can be imbalanced in my approach yeah. so I'd have to make sure i practice what my preach but practice what I preach and not come across too hypocritical I definitely would feel uncomfortable if I was talking about things that I wasn't applying myself
1: yeah 100% so in your life what and who had the most influence on you
0: um, let's start with who who oof. the most influence on me
1: that shaped you the way you are right now?
0: Yeah, um, I'll say my parents. I have a very good relationship with both and they definitely taught me some key values, which I take today. Uh, I think, to be honest, if I had to sum up my main lesson, it was be a kind person, don't be a dickhead, simple <laughs> but useful in any area. There was no like Churchillian speeches around the dinner table, but it was definitely a grounding of just be a nice person, yeah. don't be a twat, simple. Um, a lot of teachers, a lot of teachers to be honest with you. Maybe I subconsciously use that in my teaching who would just basically remind me that I was a lot more capable than I believed when I was a student. I actually had quite low self-esteem when I look back. I can't believe my 13 to 15 year old self spoke to himself the way that he did. I think astonishing when I look back and completely inaccurate based on what I've achieved since. It was complete bullshit. And from realizing what I'm really capable of and what could be my full potential, then it can definitely work. So teachers, uh, a lot of people in the public domain, and that's tricky because I don't know them, is indirectly, like we're not friends. But a lot of authors, a lot of podcasters, a lot of people in the public space who share messages. Uh, A big one recently in the last few years has been Tyson Fury, the boxer, whose comeback was in immense
1: yeah i saw your post the other day yeah
0: yeah i do it almost every time he has a fight yeah huge fan i i still can't believe the fact that he was depressed he was suicidal he had drug and alcohol issues he was 400 pounds and within two years he's come back and he's won all his titles again and he's cleaned out some seriously competitive opposition yeah, said so deontay wilder yeah i've been i've been following his fights yeah. It's incredible yeah what he did so even that where you know we I'm not six foot nine. I've never had a boxing match in my life, but I can still take some kind of influence. Uh, Yeah, people like authors Robin Sharma, Tony Robbins to a degree, Eckhart Tolle, Joe Dispenza, Paul McKenna. A lot of them, to be honest with you, in terms of my own life, um, I've had some good friends over the years, definitely. Uh, I've met a lot of good friends in Vietnam. A lot of people have been very kind to me in life, to be honest with you, especially when I've been struggling. And what I feel like I need to do is to pick myself up and get better to influence those around me as I get older. Yeah. Where when I have my family, I don't want to project subconscious trauma or negativity onto them yeah. from my generation. It's not fair on them, and it's not their responsibility.
1: So when you say a lot of people here um, helped you out, mm. um, did you ask for help, or was it because you were open for help, or because they saw you needed help? How, how did that process go?
0: Uh, I'd say all three, all of the above, yeah. Um, I don't mind asking for help nowadays, to be honest with you, whether it be related to mental health or whether it be a challenge I face, because I used to have this approach, you can't ask or bother people, when actually it's worse if you don't ask
1: for help. Exactly. You
0: know, if you have an issue and you don't deal with it, it's going to manifest and explode. So you might as well deal with it. And I can happily swallow my pride and say, hey, bro, I'm struggling. Can we have a cup of tea or something? Completely cool with it. So, yeah, I I would ask, definitely. But I think what really helped me... Helped it resonate with me is when I didn't have to. Someone would just say, hey, um, go into this place. Do you want to come? And I think, okay. You know, they're just going out of their way to help me, just purely out of kindness. And from seeing people do that, even like with the podcaster, I had one guy come over. He knew that I recorded on a phone at first. And then he almost acted like Santa Claus and comes in, gets me some lovely mics, pops them to me. And I thought, wow, this person didn't have to do that. And they did it just for pure kindness and just to help me out. And so... That was me, by the way.
1: That was me. Shout out, Milan.
0: And here I am repaying the favor to some and degree. Actually,
1: the funny thing was, I knew because I came to your place to record that episode, and I knew you were not doing that. So I brought my own mics there and then so you could record.
0: Yeah, yeah. And that was the game changer because I was looking for microphones at that time and thought, how can I do this? I need someone who knows what they're doing. And suddenly Milan comes like Santa Claus, and there we go. The rest is yeah, history.
1: I think that- Oh, that's very interesting um, about not being shy of asking for help. Nothing's going to happen if you're not asking. And if you are trying to be subtle about it, to like, hey, help me, that's also not a good approach. Mm, Going uh, back to communication. Because that might miscommunicate what you're really after. Exactly, yeah. Um, Asking help is actually not a bad thing at all. It's essential. Yeah. And I think the people that grow the quickest and, and the furthest are the ones who ask for help. Yeah, absolutely. Because you can't, whatever pursuit you're in,
0: you can't get by it alone. Mm. And this doesn't have to be when you're struggling, just when you're doing a project or whatever you do. For example, comeback. Okay, I am the only host, I am the only, I don't have a team with me, but people still help me out with it. People recommend me guests, people bring me microphones, people exactly. like my roommates allow me to bring people over. You know. It's not a one-man job by any stretch. Everyone plays their part, even if they don't realize it.
1: Yeah, yeah, 100%. Uh, Help is always welcome. So, besides who had influence on you, what moment or what in your life shaped you to a certain extent to what you are right now? Um, An event or...
0: Probably the big setback at university, when I was, say, 19, and I was struggling very badly with mental health, like, oh completely unrecognizable to where I am now. And I think that whole, I guess, meltdown period really helped me propel myself back up where I realized what matters and what doesn't. Where, for example, external voices, I will never be able to control what other people think or say, even if I try my very best, don't even bother. And from that moment, it was almost a liberating, yeah, it really does not matter what others say. But it helps me with the podcast. I know that some people will listen to the podcast and think this is a load of shit. They don't have any interest whatsoever. I really can't control it yeah. and there's absolutely no point in me even trying to so it helped me with that and I also think it gave me some perspective and grounding where I'd often think oh why does everybody else seem happy and I don't and upon that realisation at 19 it became apparent a lot of people that I thought were happy would it's just a facade yeah yeah and I realised oh maybe, I, maybe I'm getting things wrong if I think that they are happy so I turned, I turned the mirror on me and that is hard yeah. like you know when you know you're doing something wrong and you turn the mirror on you, and you think, oh, I'm going to have to fix this now. You
1: confront yourself. Yes,
0: yeah. and it's very uncomfortable. Like Your ego says to you, no, don't do it. Blame somebody else. And that's great, because if you blame somebody else, you don't have to do anything. Yeah. You can just sit there and sit in peace. It's the other person's fault. It's very blissful.
1: It's not going to solve but anything. It solves nothing.
0: It really doesn't. And it only changes only happen when you get the mirror and then put it to you. And that's very hard, but ultimately, the only way you get someone.
1: Yeah. So what did the move to Vietnam influence you in? Influence me in realizing
0: that I know nothing and I'm very, very happy with that. I'm very content in the fact that the more that I learn, the more I realize I don't know. I know that's a quote that's been regurgitated a few times, but it's true. I think from meeting so many different people who have different experiences, I realized, okay, there's a lot that I still need to learn. I was 22 when I came, I'm 24 now there's a lot that I still do need to learn. I realize every year how much I didn't know the year before and I'm happy with it. I'm really content with that. Understanding that more empathy, which is stepping into somebody else's shoes and realizing why they do think and act the way they do. And a lot of the times, it's things that they don't have any idea of. For example, in their home country, who knows what they faced? Who knows what journey or what path they had to take to come to Vietnam? We're all on different journeys and there's no point in me ostracizing or criticizing or belittling anyone who doesn't think the way I do because there's a whole host of reasons why that person does and who's to say who's right and wrong going back to earlier the the lack of nuance who's to say what's right and not it's subjective so it definitely helped me be more empathetic understanding and compassionate more open-minded I guess moving country is going to give you that and yeah those are the main lessons I'd say taking this move to Vietnam it's not over there's still a long way to go but yeah, those are key ones. Also, oh, sorry, one more I've forgotten. Opportunity versus escapism, where you can have a situation like moving to Vietnam, this crazy wild city, and you can use it as for opportunity. You can set up your own podcast, your own business, join a sports club, learn an instrument, whatever, or you can escape and you can go to Boi Vien for that. You can go to other streets for that. We, do, we won't go into too much detail. You can choose one of the other. And I've noticed both sides of the coin and I've been on both sides of the coin and I've thought, right, okay, go more this way Mm. this will suit me more so yeah that's what I've learned from being abroad
1: so do you do a lot of reflection yeah like ongoing
0: yeah ongoing and I'm content with wherever it is I'll journal I'll think about where I'm going I'll take deliberate practice I'll think of what I could have done better in all situations but not overthink
1: so did you create habits for journaling and everything is it like a consistent something or when certain things arise um I try and be consistent with it where I will do something every day uh,
0: whether it be journaling or exercising or meditation or doing something that aligns with my creative vision, so the podcast, I will do something on it every single day. Now, this something could be, for example, four episodes in a day and three lots of editing, so a lot. Or it could be, think of some new questions for next week's guest. It doesn't matter, to be honest with you, whether I do three hours of it or five minutes. It really doesn't matter as long as I've done something. So building that habit where every single day you're doing something, no matter how small, is crucial for momentum.
1: So do you need to do something every day?
0: It depends what that something is, to be honest with you. Um, what could that something be? I need to do something that helps my mind and body. Okay. So whether that be moving my body, whether it be meditating, whether it be having a conversation with a loved one, whether it be being creative, going back to like the values of learning, curiosity, creativity. I'd say I need to, or at least I'm much better off if I do.
1: But do you allow yourself to, like, also do nothing once in a while? Yeah. Oh, yeah,
0: definitely. And that's something that I had to learn recently, to be honest with you. It, it doesn't sit too well with me where if I'm being, if I'm doing nothing, I will think, oh, I could do this. I could research this. I could do this podcast. However, now I'm much better at switching off, watching television, and often great ideas come to me then. So I'm getting much better at it, to be honest with you. I did it on Wednesday, and I don't usually do it on a Wednesday. I'll have two podcasts, and I joke with a friend that uh, I meant to go and hang out with him on a Wednesday, but I always have back-to-back podcasts. And then I realized this Wednesday, no, just chill. I meet a friend, I'll relax, I'll listen to some music. I'll I'll do nothing. I give myself that permission now to just relax.
1: Nice. Yeah, I try that once in a while. Yeah. Usually yeah. Sundays. But
0: What does time mean to you? Uh, time is the most important commodity to me, genuinely, where I can use it on the opposite end where I'll say, I've got an hour. How can I spend this hour? I only have a limited amount of time of, on this earth. I need to make the most of this hour and do work. So I can use it in a slightly unhealthy way. But ultimately, I really value time to the point where If I'm going to meet somebody, I would rather them tell me as far in advance as possible if they're cancelling, because I've already set everything up and I've prepared. And in terms of efficiency, I will set up my day. So I'll go, right, 7 a.m., 9 a.m., 11 a.m., 1 1 p.m., 3 p.m. I'm doing this. And if one of them gets, what's the word, blown out of the water, I can get a bit frustrated. So I do like to keep my time carefully managed, uh, not to the point of like military style operation, mm-hmm. but I do value it hugely, massively. That's why as an introvert, I quite like the, the selection it's given me where I can be slightly picky of who I spend time with, say socially, because I know that I need a certain amount of energy. And if I meet with a good friend and I have many who I value quite highly here in Saigon, I know that that hour cannot be wasted. But if it's with People, for example, that I'm not particularly aligned with, I won't do it. So I've kind of become a bit more selective with my social circle and I'm all the better for it due to my time management. So time means a lot to me.
1: That's great. So, how does money tie into your values of time uh, over money? Yeah, time with money, to be honest with you, I think, and I think I
0: have quite a good relationship with money to the point where I, ne- I never grew up rich, but I wasn't poor. I was fine. That was the word I described. And so, you know, I've never really worried too much about it. Uh, I have been skint at times and I've had to, you know, count the pennies, but never been necessarily uh, debilitated by money. Um, but I also think it can be healthy, where I think I don't, for example, have this negative connotation of the rich, that they're greedy, etc. I think money, having money gives you so much freedom, so much opportunity, so much ability to help others if you want to. It's, it's fine to have money, really. It's liberating. It creates opportunity. It does, yeah, yeah. So I, I've got no, no qualms with money at all. I really think if you've earned it, go for it. I have a healthy relationship with it. And yeah, not that I have an enormous amount right now, to be honest with you, but I've got a good relationship and I'm quite happy. I do value my time more, but money's good. Yeah,
1: yeah. that's great. You interview quite a bit of people, right? Like how many people have you done in the last year? In the last year? Well, um, how many episodes are we at? Overall, 370. 370 and we're just over a year. Uh, yeah, a year and three months. That's yeah. fucking insane. That's I mean, that's very insane <laughs> <laughs> um, But do you ever compare yourself with any one of them?
0: Um, I Was listening to your Geneva episode and it did give me food for thought. I'd say no, and I will take bits up from them Definitely, uh, I will think of how I can apply certain traits that they have But in terms of a direct comparison. No, mainly because it's pointless I realized not that long ago, longer than I should have thought and realized that I will never be that other person. There is no point in me ever trying to be another person than me, Connor. That's the person I am. That's the hand I've been dealt. Great. And so I really just try and be the best version that I was yesterday rather than compared to somebody else. But I definitely take tips and I'd be lying if I didn't sometimes think, wow, you're 25, nearly my age and you've achieved this much and wow. And you've done this and you've been to this country. Occasionally, I think it, yeah, but I always bring my back to the point where if you were another person, for example, oh, here we go. I used to think I'd want to be another person, like Cristiano Ronaldo. <laughs> so when I'm thinking of, say, I'd want to be Cristiano Ronaldo, that means I have to take everything. So subconscious traumas, insecurities, there will be some, uh, annoying habits, uh, difficult relationships, almost absolutely everything. Mm-hmm. To the point where you only take the smallest, tiniest fraction of the life and it's just what you t- see on a TV screen. It's yeah. manufactured, it's nothing like the reality. So It's like
1: the iceberg, right? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Like yeah. You only see the tip of the iceberg but all the hard work is on and yeah, yeah. you don't want that baggage. Yeah, yeah,
0: and you have to like do all of that work to get there. Is it worth it, the things you have to sacrifice like family, friends, things you might also love just to get to that. Is it worth it? And upon realizing things like that, I realized I'm actually quite happy who I am. I think I've got it pretty good. Let's just keep it, which means that there's no point directly comparing myself with anyone ever, because there's no point. I will always be Connor. Just be Connor. Stick yeah. with it. So yeah, um, in answer to like comparing with the guests, I, I take traits from them and I take tips, but not a direct comparison.
1: That's correct. Yeah. I think that's a good trait to have, definitely. And especially if you're conscious about it. Uh, there's no point of comparing yourself with somebody else yeah for sure yeah so do you have any um tips for people who want to get to know themselves better to reach their full potential or even to find their goals yes uh
0: always do your best i mentioned it earlier but your best is your best is your best and it's fine if that's not perfect right now it never will be perfection is a myth in my view so never attain for it because i don't think you will ever get there so just keep doing what you're doing Um, Small steps. I can't underestimate how important it is to go really, really slowly and to just make the smallest improvement that you can. The effects that has over time is incredible. Marginal gains, core philosophy. Uh, I think simplify the process. Now I know that I'm very basic in my setup compared to say yourself, but I, I really just think if you don't know what you're doing, ask for help. It's much better than doing it and not having a clue. Ask someone who knows what they're doing, listen, learn be curious, be imaginative, push the boundaries, realize that you can achieve more than you think you c- can do. Just take it slow and go easy on yourself. Now, I need to embody that more, I guess, myself as well, but really go easy, simplify the process, do your best. These are the key things, to be honest with you.
1: Nice. So do you have any tools or or? tricks or philosophies of how you can achieve those things? Um, I'd say it takes practice, but journaling is a huge
0: one. Just writing down gives you so much more clarity where you write down what you were thinking, how you were behaving during that day. You can establish patterns where you'll notice that, oh, right, I always (laughs) get angry with myself just before bed and then wake up in a bad mood because of that. And then you can, you know, fix that out. I'd say speaking to people, learning from people who are smarter than yourself. I found a lot of people who are, smarter than me who I thought right I can learn from them great give me your wisdom yeah always learn always be curious uh, be creative yeah I'd say in terms of the tools and techniques journaling meditation speaking to people try and network those are my tips
1: network topic of our podcast indeed when he interviewed me it was a big one a link his stuff below anyway. Check it out. What are your short, mid and long term goals for now? Short term goals, keep doing what I'm doing. Um,
0: Try and maybe get more depth in the interviews. For example, uh, sometimes towards the beginning, I would rush it or I say rush. I didn't know I was rushing it, but in hindsight I was. So you never make a mistake in the moment knowing, no one ever thinks I'll make a mistake today. It's only in hindsight. So I think keep doing what I'm doing, but get more depth. Medium, move a bit more in terms of the world, I guess, see more of the world. Uh, Probably try and expand my knowledge so that when I'm in interviews with people who do things differently to me, I can stand up a bit more. Like the weight of my questions can be geared more towards them that they would want to answer. Know a bit more about their world so I can feel more comfortable. Long-term goals, hmm, skill stack a bit, to be honest with you. Definitely make sure that I'm not just a podcaster, that I can also write, I can speak effectively, I can make more of a brand. I can pitch myself more, build my skill set.
1: Long term. Long term. Yeah. Cool. What's your favorite quote or philosophy? Or, or what philosophy. You, what, what is your, As maybe your value or what is like your one thing you go by? If you had to choose one thing. If I had to choose
0: one thing, whether you think you can, whether you think you can't, you're right.
1: That's a good one. So So where can we find you mainly?
0: Uh, The Comeback podcast on all streaming platforms, Spotify, Apple, Google podcasts, and primarily active on Instagram at The Comeback with CK.
1: Nice. Yeah. I checked out your Facebook as well. It's very similar. All the podcast stuff. We'll uh, have that all. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, man. Good to talk to you. Yeah. Very excited to have you finally on. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Number 12 in the books. Awesome. Thank you.